welcome back to Nope, I'm welcome Scared. Back. Yes, we're a spooky podcast. I'm Alexa. Spooky, spooky. I'm Ella. And it's it's Terrified Tuesday. Welcome back. It's not for us. It's a Friday but, for like, us. It is a I Friday, mean, right? It's Friday, my dudes. TGIF. <laughs> but like, you know, it's always a spooky day in our hearts because we're us. Exactly. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. So, um, news. I have news. news, but it pertains to this case that we're doing. Really? So you're gonna well, have to wait to the end. You're gonna have to wait to the end. I'm sure there's other stuff. Um, oh, yes, Je- uh, Jesse Smollett is guilty. Who? Um, Jesse Smollett, the guy from Empire who said he was attacked... And then it ended up being that he hadn't been attacked. And he was just lying about it. I think I vaguely remember something about that, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And... Um, the guy, the dad, I believe, from 19 Kids and Counting or something, he was also found guilty of child pornography... Oh, wow, that's just lovely. There's been stuff, but, like, I have... I Let me tell you. Okay, ghosts and ghouls, listen. Okay, okay. Listen. Listen. Ella, listen. <laughs> I'm Here's listening. The I'm the only one here I right now. I have been so entrenched in this case. I mean, I've been entrenched in this case for, honestly, a couple months. I've watched the same documentary multiple times, and I talked to my sister yesterday, correct? Yes, that sounds about right. Where I... T- where I said, I have five... Oh, yeah, we played Dungeons and Dragons, and I said, hang on, I have five windows open right now. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and let me tell you, one of them is just a Google for any question that happens. And then, like, if you guys knew who Josh was outside of, like, my partner, like, you'd know. I, like, cornered his dad. First I asked him these questions. Then I cornered his dad when he came home and said, I have fishing questions for you. (laughs) And thankfully, he didn't remember what case I was talking about at the time. And then I told him after I had finished asking all my questions. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys can rest assured (laughs) I have his unbiased information about the things when I get to them. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, I'm so glad so, you went to other sources as well. That's just, that's brings in a whole new scope. I mean, that's the whole the whole thing about this. There was so so much like right now, I shit you not, Ella. I have six windows open and that does not include the one I wrote everything down <laughs> on. So seven <laughs> windows for this case. <laughs> and and I was supposed to record an hour ago. And I That's was like, true. I need to get to the place that I'm getting to. But you did it. You got there to that place. It's kind of. I, I wrote down the date that I needed because I already knew what was happening. Because that's part of the problem. The part of the problem is like, I know all of this information, but it was like organizing it and then mm-hmm. trying to figure where the best breaks are. And I'm going to tell you, I think this is a three-parter. Really? I mean, I'm I glad have you made not... that decision sooner. Well, 
It, it might not be, but there's such a huge aspect of the media in this case. And mm-hmm. that, I think, is going to take a lot. Plus, I haven't really gotten to a bunch of the investigation yet. Just the preliminary investigation. Oh, jeez. And, like, what we... And just what we were seeing from the media at the time. And it's not even, like, everything that's about to explode before we even get to the trial. Honestly, I feel like the trial... Nope, it's still big. Like, it's not like the trial for Ted Bundy, where I basically was just like... And he was his own lawyer for a second, and it was bad idea for him. But, like, there's stuff that happens in this trial, not really on the defendant's side, necessarily his stuff was all beforehand but like this case is so so huge i know know nothing about this case like i know we were talking about doing this for a two-hour live stream on lacey peterson but i don't think that would have been enough time (laughs) i think this could easily have been four hours five hours and like i'm already trying to cut it down which is why i think we're gonna have so many parts to it so that you guys aren't sitting here for five hours (laughs) and like josh has like peeked his head in to be like how's it going babe um and i'm just like i'm gonna like no no you can't talk (laughs) no not right right now now. we can't do this right now because you can't can't do it stars not today well because the problem is that he comes in and he's like wanting to just say hi to me and i'm like in the middle of it and so he'd be, like, checking it. And I'm like, here's the thing. I don't understand about this. And I would be just fucking going for, like, 20 <laughs> minutes. And he's like, babe, I, I'm i on mute, just so you know. One time I wasn't on mute. I think I walked into the garage to get something, said, you don't see me. Um, and then he was like, well, what are you doing? And then I started talking. And he's like, hang on. It's, wait. And, and so then he tells me both times, like, I'm just, I'm on Discord with my, like, art friends, and, like, so I've been on mute, or one time I wasn't, and, like, I just, I need to get back, and I was like, why do you start these conversations with me? <laughs> you know what and they're then like, don't initiate them. to, like, just be like, how's it going? And I'm just like, the world is a travesty, and it's all fine. <laughs> like, Joshua, you should know better that I cannot do that. I have to tell you the entire thing my brain is doing right now. So if you're not prepared for that conversation, don't come in. He's the same way, I though. He'll I, do I it, too. I think I can hear him laughing at me. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's very so, possible. Could be. Who knows? So, yes, this is a big case, um, obviously, from the, head, the, the title. This is the Lacey Peterson case. Um, I knew Which when this I know happened, nothing about. I knew when this happened, I think that I was getting the trial year in my brain because I spent a long time thinking I was looking at 2004. And that's why I said, like, well, Ella was born in 2004. I was nine. No, this actually happened at the tail end of 2002. And so oh, wow, Ella was okay. not even born yet. And I was Which explains seven. why I know nothing about this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... You, I was seven and you did not exist. And then like <laughs> I wasn't I even, even a thought. I even talked to mom today and like she's 
she I followed this story because it's one of the biggest cases that like and one of the first that was like super televised from beginning to end that had people feeling like they knew what was happening all the time and she said that she only thought like it started with oj's trial but mm-hmm. like so many people followed this case from the very beginning and so we were trying to think of like what other cases were that way and i was like well john bonnet was a big case but i don't know that how never really got televised actually in the same got. way but like this was one of the cases that was like the where the case was televised. I mean, I'm sure Ted, but like obviously Ted Bundy's. But like for the '90s, I just don't know how many cases were like this so far. Because I also was a babe, I was a babe in the '90s. Who was me? I was a babe. Yeah, was you a were a babe. babe. The babe with the power. Yeah, the power mm-hmm. of voodoo. Clearly, my podcast. Exactly. So, are we ready to jump in to part one? I mean, I don't know what I'm getting into, so I want to say yes. Okay. Okay. Let's do so it. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know it. We're fine. We're Gucci. It's fine. <laughs> Great. That's reassuring. All right. So, I did kind of outline things um, on how, because Jesus Christ, I needed to figure out how to tell this story. Um, mm-hmm. so I have things bulleted, so I'm just going to go through that. So I thought I'd okay. first tell you about the players at large right now. Okay. Like who we're All talking right. about, who are they, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Lacey was born Lacey Denise Rocha on May 4th, 1975. Cute. 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 Uh, May 4th. Is that Gemini territory or is that still Taurus? I think it's May Taurus. 4th? I think no. it's still Taurus. Gemini um, starts later. Uh, okay, Gemini's Gemini season is May twenty first through June twenty first. So then she is a Taurus. Yes, correct. Okay, cool. Her parents were Sharon and Dennis Rocha, which makes me wonder where the Denise came from. Like, was it the female version of Dennis? Maybe. Question, question. Um, Also, a fun fact is that Sharon named Lacey Lacey off of a um, high school girl that she knew who was really nice and pretty. Oh, that's so sweet. Wait, that's Um, so precious. Yeah. So Sharon and Dennis were high school sweethearts, and her father owned the family's dairy farm. Like, it was, like, in the family. He got it from his parents kind of thing. Adorable. Um, And we're out in Escalon, California. Right, I forgot this was a California case. It's a California case. It's a Northern California case. Yeah, I did know that. Or for true Northern California people, it's a mid-California story. Because <laughs> Josh always gets mad when people call, like, the Bay Area Northern California. That is NorCal to us. Yeah, to SoCal people, the Bay in San Francisco, NorCal. Anything, like, north of Bakersfield is just NorCal. <laughs> and, like, anything above... Anything above the Bay Area is pretty much, we just call that Oregon. Well, I think, like, because, what, 
Klamath Falls is that's that's Oregon or is that's that Oregon. is that okay? Because the, the thing like I didn't know about Reading until I met Josh. I was like, <laughs> what's that place? No idea. Because also, what's up there? Nothing. There's nothing. There's Shasta, and that's kind of you it. You guys have great fields and agriculture. <laughs> You've got some but good like, trees. You guys get like acres, okay? We have to lump it in. Otherwise, like, what? what is this? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay. Um, so she had an older brother named Brent, who was born in 1971, just like Mama. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole family seemed pretty close. Um, just in general, they were like a close family. They talked to each other. They liked each other. We love to um, see it. We love to and see then, it. Even when Sharon and Dennis got divorced, um, I think Lacey was about two or a little younger than that. So kind of like how I was when my parents got divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, like she moved to Modesto with Brent and Lacey, but like they all oh, stayed. Modesto. They stayed in contact. Like they went back every weekend to stay with their Aww. dad on the farm and help around and like just knew each other. Nice. Uh, Look at that, a family. Um, and Sharon, when she, even though she divorced, she kept the Rosha name, oh, even though she okay. met another man and re- remarried also pretty quickly around the time that she was two to another man named Ron Gransky, but she stayed Sharon Rosha. Maybe it was just too much work to change it. And she's like, yeah, maybe, or maybe just like, she didn't mind the last name. I feel like that's stuff that you keep if you don't care. What your yeah, husband, that too. who your husband is, I don't know. I've not been married yet. And I think that if, knock on wood, anything were to happen whenever I do get married to Josh, I probably would stay a Rodriguez because I don't like the name I have currently. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's a pretty good family to settle into. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So as the kids aged, I said they still went back to their dads and helped work the farm. Um, Lacey's dad, Dennis, said that Lacey was not really great at doing chores on the farm, and she much preferred to ride horses, swim, and play with animals. No, that sounds great. That sounds like the life. I mean, fair. Um, and playing with the animals included Princess, who was a coyote pup that they found and tamed into a pet. No wait! Tell me that's not the life I want to have. That is the life. That is a Disney princess life, right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was stuff that she did with her dad. With her mom, they gardened together, and so Lacey ended up having a love of plants because of that. And so she would go um, to Cal Poly for college for ornamental horticulture. Cool. Respect. It's a very big thing. Um, Couldn't. I I mean, I couldn't. So I can't even tell you what that is. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't know, but very impressive. And she was also a very hard worker and she was handpicked by her professors as the standout student her freshman year. Wow. Freshman year. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. So she she was really something at it. Um. 
And then I looked this up because no one like really talked about who she was. Like they all, if you read the the news and like the articles that have come out, they all describe her as this like perfect home maker that she loved to like keep the home nice and like bake things and like. I mean, she's also cute. like a really interesting person. But with she like all that we yeah, learned. and like she was a person outside of being like a wife and having a house. Mm-hmm. Um, her friends said she was silly and unpredictable and uncensored to the point that sometimes when they would introduce her to new people, they always would be a little worried about what she might say. <laughs> um, I love that. That's kind of fun, though. Those yeah, are they definitely also... not the worst kinds of people. Just, well, because the, she, they said that she was just honest and she wasn't, like, she wasn't mean or cruel, but she was, like, gonna tell you how no, it, it is. was yeah which well, i like could you which, do yeah like i respect that but like but in in a lot of ways that she was that aren't like me she was like a bunch of fun and like lit up the room and had this like contagious giggle that turned into a very hearty laugh that was just that just you know people people knew when she was in a room i love that that's so sweet I don't like where this is going. No, but we need to know who people are, okay? Okay. So when Lacey was 19, she broke off a three and a half year high school romance that she had with, um, oh shoot, I wrote his name down and I can't remember. He was someone that also seemed like he had a little more of a, like, quiet punk, like, vibe. And she was this, like, cheerleader in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, and, like, like, bubbly and outgoing and whatnot. Yeah, and she ended up bringing him into, like, her family and the farm and, like, showing him about the farm. And they ended up having, like, it wasn't, they were kind of on and off for a bit, but they had, it seemed like they had a good relationship. It's just that it had run its course and they were trying to make it work. After it wasn't working And it just wasn't meant to be a thing. Yeah. So they ended up breaking it off. It seemed pretty amicable. And like she... Like she was sad. But also like I think just... It had... It was... It was its time. Yeah. Yeah. No. For sure. So like her family and friends were happy to see that like this... This had ended. And it was like okay cool. On to you know bigger better things. Yeah. So then one night... um. Lacey calls her mom and is says that I've met the man I'm going to marry. Oh, wow. Yeah, at 19. That's something for sure. Uh, and that person is Scott Peterson. So now we're going to talk about Scott. Great. Enter BBEG, Big Bad Evil Guy. Okay, I told you I wanted you to keep an open mind and just start... <laughs> Like, did. in you the did. case, I said, just listen to the information, and when you first feel something being like, ah, let me know. Because I'll then tell you where I was that I first went, ah, because okay. I, I tried. I'd listened to it, because I didn't know this. I knew, I heard about it, hadn't really sat down and, like, done it, because I was born in Sure, 95. sure. So I listened to it, and I was like, you know what, let me see... 
if this where was, people are coming you know, from. I don't well, like you know people were so invested in it. I'm coming from a little more of a stuffed out area. Yes, I love true crime. Yes, I know the statistics on like husbands versus wives situation. But let me listen to the information and see where I come to. So I want you okay. to do that too. Okay. okay? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And everyone listening, you maybe you do the same. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Scott Peterson was born October 24th, 1972, which unfortunately makes him a Scorpio. I'm just, I was we'll so add it sad. To the list. Oh, oh, I was so sad. I've I've done a lot of cases and heard a lot of people and Talking there's about honestly men. not that many Scorpio big name people. And also he's an October Scorpio. You guys act different, okay? I'm a cusp <laughs> Sagittarius Scorpio in November. So mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. a different vibe, okay? But, like, everyone listening, I don't want you to use this as, like, Scorpio hate proof, okay? Yep. Go for it. Okay. We're keeping um, tabs was, on you guys, though. You know, yeah. Jo- you guys got responsibilities. <laughs> um, so he was born in San Diego to Lee Peterson and Jackie Latham. Lee owned a crate packaging company, and Jackie owned a boutique in La Jolla. Okay. So we are already have very different people. Mm-hmm. La Jolla, um, definitely, for sure. Definitely. Lee and Jackie had six other kids from different relationships, and Scott was their only child together. I just hit my microphone. I'm sorry. Nice. They definitely caught that. Um, Scott started playing golf very young as a way to spend time with his dad. And by the time that he was 14, he was actually a pretty good golfer and could beat his dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I, I mean, I don't trust anyone who golfs, so <laughs> check mark there. Just saying. Um, I just, I, it's not my thing. I'll say that. Um, also, okay, he started to consider becoming a professional golfer during his time at, and tell me this isn't pretentious, the University of San Diego High School. Why would you need to put university in high school? Just be a basic bitch like the rest of us. What's wrong with San Diego High School? Or whatever. Do you need to be that, like, hoity-toity? Apparently. Like, bleh. Can we add this to another list of red flags? Is that he went to a university high school? Stop. Stop it. They're, they're also <laughs> not saying. like. Either call it secondary school, like Europe, or just call it a high school. Like, also stop using senior school. <laughs> not a thing. Okay. Continuing. Um, when he gra- so when he graduated from that pretentious school. No hate to the school. Just relax on your name. Um, Mm -hmm. He was one of the best junior golfers in San Diego. And he applied to ASU with like another another person from his high school that was also a golfer. But I guess that I think that golfer was just a little bit better than him. Fucking Um, golfers, man. So he got into ASU on a partial golf scholarship. But he eventually leaves the team. 
there's kind of hearsay on exactly why he left the team. His dad says that his dad says that the competition from that guy he went to high school with ended up being dejecting or discouraging for Scott. And so he stepped away from the team. But there's actually another boy's father who says that he got Scott kicked off the team. Why is that something you would be proud of? I don't know, but like, listen to more of it because it just, oh, I even wrote in my notes, huge eye roll. Just stop. (laughs) Because he says that his son went out with Scott and Scott got his son drunk. And so the next day he was hung over. And so he didn't want Scott around his son because it was going to mess up or derail his son's career. And so he complained to the coach and the coach removed Scott from the team. Oh my god. And I was like, it's fucking ego. Old men play this game. People play this game. Yeah, they're old enough to make their own decisions. Like, okay. Why are you so involved in what your son's playing? Chill (laughs) out. It's the parents who can only live vicariously through their children. And, like, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure your college-aged son drinking kind of on brand. Like, yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. at all. Their kids. <laughs> let them drink at college. Especially back in the, like, early 90s, whenever this was. Yeah, well, let's see. Yeah, probably would have. I think I said where they... Uh, they would have, yeah, it would have been, like, mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Because they waited until Lacey graduated to get married. So it would have been, like, 94, 95. And this maybe was earlier, so that could have even put it around, like, 92. Yeah, so you think these kids aren't going out and partying? Yeah, your son's golf career isn't going to be damaged by a few nights of drinking. Or even a <laughs> lot of nights of drinking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Scott then would transfer from ASU to Cuesta College and then again to Cal Poly, where he planned to study first international business, but he ended up changing his mind and becoming a agricultural business major. Uh okay, first off, none of those are remotely similar to golf. Secondly, no. Two pretty varying, like, different I mean, I have a lot of questions about what qualifies as international business. Is that, like, trading? Is that, like, I want your fish and chips and you want my (laughs) s'mores? So, like, here we go. Um, Agricultural business, I'm guessing, would be, like, soil and, like, crops, Probably maybe tools for crops. Mm-hmm. I, Just you, back in the like, olden yeah. days. Yeah. I don't. It's not, 90s is not the olden days. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm not going to be like, I'm going to trade you s'mores for fish and chips or tools for crops. Like, <laughs> that's that's the olden days. No, I'm talking about the sales of those things. <laughs> Whatever, okay? We don't understand you business. You want an apparently. old copper penny. <laughs> Anyway, he also started working at um, the Pacific Cafe, which is where he would meet Lacey because she would come in on an evening and make the first move by giving him her phone number. 
Cute. We love a coffee shop romance unless it ends in murder. Just I don't saying. know if it was a cafe or just like a restaurant. But regardless. Yeah. It's a cute thing. I think it's I I want you to just remember that she made the first move because it's just kind of interesting when you look back after you know everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I mean, I'm I said, not saying they, anything other than the obvious red flag so far. Which is golf and San Diego. No, which is golf and golf, the school, and the fact that he is a Scorpio man. A Scorpio man. Of an October <laughs> Scorpio. <laughs> just saying. So like just I putting said, that out there. <laughs> so like I said, they waited till Lacey graduated to get married, and so they got married on August 9th, 1997. And in 98, Why get they married opened... in August? Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I don't know why you get married in August. It sounds very hot. But, I hate um, August. Jo- but, Josh's yeah. parents got married in August. I don't remember the exact day. But they you did need say to it was very hot. what the hot. appeal was. Yeah. Because they also, I believe, got married in Redding, California. Oh, Jesus. So. That I'm sounds sure, miserable. I'm sure it's pretty. Maybe it's cheaper. I, I don't know. There's the big business around summer weddings. So I think also it just gets sold to us that we get married in the summer. Ew, no thank you. Anyway. I am a okay. So then in 1998, they opened a sports bar named The Shack. But then they would sell it in 2000 so that they could buy a home back in Modesto where Lacey's family was. I mean, at least she wanted to be by her family, I guess. It seems like she's pretty um, close. To, like I said, it seems like she's pretty close to her family. Yeah. Ain't nothing so, wrong with that. When, when this started to talk, come up, people started talking about crime in Modesto and just the general city of Modesto. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of digging of it because I wanted to know if there was things because of, uh, because of the news that's going around now and just because of what some people think actually happened so i wanted to explore the crime so like i'm gonna tell you about the just area, in modesto okay? in general yes so okay, this go is for where it. i spent a lot of time for this episode doing digging because yeah um i was i went on to like crime report sites and police sites to figure this out and i also needed to go back what 19 years couldn't tell you 2002 to 2021 almost yeah 19 years okay Mm -hmm. so modesto is a largely white population with some latin and very little black and native Um, okay it's largely an agricultural town because it's in northern california it's Um, modesto but it does have a pretty significantly high crime rate that is often higher than the state's average and even higher than the nation's average. Like the average. nation's. The nation's average. Interesting. Okay, okay. Um, I do want to point out that the majority of crimes that happened in Modesto were and still are car thefts and burglaries. Um, I mean, that's kind of everywhere these days. I'm just saying. 
those are big ones, especially if you think that this is probably like a neighborhood town that has homes. Those mm-hmm. going to be more of what the crimes are because like yeah, I it's lived residential. in the city and I lived in areas that aren't as well off. And oftentimes people go to places they deem better off than them and will take from there because they think people have more to give than that. You know, like, you know, just whatever. But. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, So crime back then in the 2000, 2004 was actually better than the olden days. In the olden days of the 2000s. (laughs) So long ago. Um, it's, it was better than it is today. Um, and it was still, but it was still higher than average though. Um, their violent crimes are pretty consistent with the state averages as well as the nation averages. Mm -hmm. They're, they're high when you, when you look at like how many, the population to crime ratio for thefts, burglaries, and robberies. Gotcha. Okay. But, however, in 2002, their murder, rape, and violent assaults were actually well below the nation's average. Interesting. Okay. So, at this time, Modesto wasn't super violent in that regard. Yeah. So, so there weren't a ton of, like, violent murders and stuff around there. Like, crime actually was... And honestly, if you look at... Which I did... You look at how they like the graph compares that that the two thousand two year and even two thousand three and two thousand four are one of the lower crime rates that they've had in the last twenty years. Really interesting. So everyone was trying to say that like this actually wasn't that great of a town, and like crime. But like, let me. I also looked into what what constitutes the difference between like auto theft theft and like property theft and so Mm -hmm. like theft is just like shoplifting property theft is like taking things from people's homes but like burglary is actually like breaking into someone's Mm -hmm. home and taking things and like hanging around and taking stuff and then leaving and that actually is low most of the stuff you see is like like shoplifting stuff and and whatnot Mm-hmm. So just keep all of that in mind that it's actually not burglary is not that big up there. Yeah, no, it's just people who need to get by for the most part. Probably. And these people have have like houses. If you come into an area with neighborhoods and like you see a bunch of houses, you're like, "Man, these people have enough money to have a house. I don't." So mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Not saying it's okay, but you just you need to understand where, where people, people might be coming. Yeah. From. Um, no, I, I also I also looked up when crimes occur in Modesto, like because oh, I okay. I told you I went like far into this. I looked up mm-hmm. the time the times, and so most of them occur. Doesn't really matter the day between one p.m. and ten p.m. But there's a significantly worse area between the hours of three to six p.m. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with Friday being the worst day for crime. That's so interesting. I didn't know that would be something you could see a trend in. You can. And I did it. I found it. You did the thing. That's impressive. 
I was I was pretty impressed with myself. As well. Respect like, on your dissective skills for sure. This is excellent. Okay. All right. So now we're at what happened. Okay. Okay. Right. So they got married. They opened a store. They closed the store. They moved to Modesto. Yeah. So they they moved to Modesto. Um, they they're married. They're happy. Um, Lacey's pregnant. Oh my god, so fun. She's actually seven and a half months pregnant. Oh wow. When this okay. all happens. So the day that we're looking at is December twenty-fourth, two thousand two. Before I was alive. What other interesting thing is December twenty-fourth? <laughs> Christmas Eve. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so yes. Lacey is seven and a half months pregnant. And it's that Christmas morning, Eve. Everything is should be happy. Snow should be falling, except for it's California, so it's not. I don't know if Modesto gets that cold. I don't know. But anyway, so Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Scott decides it's too cold to go golfing, so I'm actually just going to go fishing today. That sounds so much better. Really mm-hmm. just such an upgrade right there. Mm-hmm. So Scott says goodbye to Lacey around 9.30-ish, maybe later. I think it's actually supposed to be around 10 or so. Um, mm-hmm. And like, um, and he plans to drive to the Berkeley Marina, which is 85 miles away. That's a drive. It's about two hours Maybe better with no traffic, but like Outside an of hour and a half at best. There are definitely closer places you could go fishing up well, there Well, he in wanted to go sturgeon fishing specifically. I don't know enough about fishing for this. I'll get into what I talked to his but it's dad too cold about. to go golfing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was okay. also a thing I said. It's too cold to go golfing. But you're so gonna drive two get hours in a boat out to go fishing. Water. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So before he left, he 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 stopped to talk to Lacey and was like, "What are you gonna do today?" And she said that well, she was watching Martha Stewart, which apparently she did pretty much every day between when it was on, which was nine to ten a.m. You know, Ain't um, nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes no, she you just liked, gotta watch liked, some Martha Stewart. You know, that was probably before Martha Stewart got in trouble. And, you know, Martha mm-hmm. Stewart can still cook, even though she did tax fraud, I think. That was what she went to prison for. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's what she got got for. Um, so she's watching that, and she says, well, I'm going to um, bake some Christmas cookies. I'm also going to mop the kitchen and clean up. And then I'm going to take um, our dog, a golden retriever named Mackenzie, for a Cute. walk. Very standard, standard day. <clears throat> okay, I'm supr- I'm, in- okay, I'm interested. Okay, go- what? It's it's Christmas Eve. It's too cold to go golfing, but it's also Christmas Eve. So why are you driving two hours away from your heavily pregnant wife on a holiday to go Excellent fishing? Question. Yes. Um. Hmm. Because I forgot it was a holiday when you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Um. I did try to look up how old the dog was. I couldn't figure that out. Um, I know what has happened to the dog, which is the dog was fine. Okay, thank God. That was going to be my next question. The dog (laughs) is is fine. 
Because, like, I mean, I don't know. It's been 20 years. Maybe the dog. I mean, yes. You know, but the dog had a happy life despite this case. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um. Okay. So, yeah, he decides. He's like, okay, so that sounds like a great day, babe. I have no problems with you doing all of that work while you're seven and a half months pregnant, trying to walk a dog, whatever. Um. So he ends up coming home a little after 4.30. Lacey's not home. Mackenzie's in the back. Mackenzie's in the backyard with the leash still on him. Oh. And Scott says the door's unlocked, like the back door. The sliding back door is unlocked. Um, This is suspicious. I'm getting some flags. He decides, I'm, he thinks she probably just went to her mom's. Because it's Christmas no, Eve. no. Um, you, so he. It's too cold um, for the dog to be outside by himself. <laughs> it's too cold for you to go outside golfing. It's too cold for your dog to be outside. Also, the doors you know, are unlocked. Especially and he is still leashed. Like, why is he leashed? Yeah, questions. Um, but so he thinks that Lacey went to her mom's. He decides to take all the clothes out of the washing machine take all of his clothes off and put them right into the washing machine because he's wet from f- fishing. Um, and then he goes to get some pizza from the fridge, some milk, and then he takes a shower. That's very specific. Um, he didn't want to, like, check in with her or anything? No one I mean, didn't want to like, call I'll get anyone? To, I'll get to the timeline. I'm just laying out stuff okay okay i'm just letting you know i'm seeing some strange occurrences here uh-huh uh-huh um at 517 scott calls lacy's mom and is like hey is lacy with you and she's like no she's not and scott says that well then lacy's missing oh um... and like her mom said that she always like hated that he used that word and was just like no of course she's she's not missing She's Lacey. Like, Lacey can't be, like, you know. She couldn't possibly be. Yeah. So then he fills her in about finding the dog and the door. But apparently in her book, she stated that he would eventually say that he never told her about all of that stuff. I don't know. I didn't have enough time to read her book. I want to. It's called For Lacey. So I'm going to just, I haven't read it, but I'm going to say everyone should go read it. Heck yeah, I support that message. Um, he also says that Lacey's car is at home, but Lacey's not. Oh, wow. You didn't think to mention that? I'm wondering it, how you thought she was she at got her mom's there. Yeah. when her car was at home. And you didn't, like, think to check before either. You know. Yeah. So then Sharon tells her husband to call the cops, and she drives to the park. And then she remembers the park? Running, hmm. she runs around the she remembers running around the park yelling for Lacey, and she even remembers lifting up trash cans to see if her daughter's in the trash can. Um Okay. Seems like things got to the extreme real quick. I mean, it's a mother and her daughter's missing. Like I just think it's any I mother. I think you should probably go to the authorities first before looking in dumpsters, but you know what? If that's what you want to do, that's your prerogative, and I can't stop I you. I mean, 
she told her husband to call the cops and she just started to go looking for her. You know, I, okay. I think you when you don't respond to me for 30 minutes, I think you're dead. If Josh <laughs> takes my car and he's not home for a bit, I think he died in an accident. So I don't find any weird things, but then maybe I'm just weird. Mm-hmm. I think both of those are probably uh, accurate. Mm-hmm. So remember, Scott called her mom at 517. He said that he called the cops, but no, he didn't. It was Lacey's stepdad that called the police at 547, half an wow. hour later. So this doesn't really seem like Scott is super taking initiative here. I don't just know. saying. According to what he says going. he's doing. Well, and I just don't know why he didn't call the cops. Why did it take a half an hour for Lacey's stepdad to then call the cops? Mm-hmm. Why did he call her? I don't yeah. Know. Yep. Anyway, so he says that his daughter has been missing since this morning because also his doesn't son she have mom... a phone? Because those did exist back in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll get. There's more stuff that's happened. I'll get into it in the timeline. So, like, just let me finish. Hmm. Okay. So the dad is. I think his name is Ron. Calls the cops. Says that his daughter. Has been missing since this morning. His, His son-in-law said that she went to take the dog to the park, but that the dog came back without her. Mm-hmm. That. Mm, that's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's um, suspicious. It's interesting. Like, did is that how Scott told it? Is my question because, like, when he left the house, she was like mopping. So when was she going to take the dog? Questions. Questions. Um, mm-hmm. And so at 6 p.m., the cops arrive at East La Loma Park and where they meet Scott and Sharon, who are at the park. Um, the park is also almost a mile away from their house. Um, and so I question how she was going to walk their dog for like a mile and a half to two miles while heavily pregnant. Yeah, for real. They also had stated that her family had heard Lacey say that the dog was too much for her right now and that she was very tired a lot. It feels like Scott isn't the person that would know that Lacey would say that or care that she would say that enough to remember it. So it is strange to me that he said he was going to go out or that she was going to go out and take the dog out for a walk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just saying. Okay. Um, so among the responders was Detective Al Brocchini, who is the one that suggests that they go back to the Peterson house to take a look at what's going on back there. So when sure. they go back home, they look through everything but don't find any evidence of forced entry or even really a struggle. Everything looks like a, just a normal home. The table was perfectly set for the family dinner that was supposed to happen the next day on Christmas. They found, however, they found Lacey's sunglasses, wallet, and keys in her purse in a closet. That's what I'm saying. 
That right there. She clearly didn't fucking go anywhere. Did she get like, to make the cookies, though? I don't think so. I don't they know if she was ever cookies. meaning to make the cookies, but I want to know if she was making Like, my cookies. question is, in Modesto, is Modesto one of those places that, like, you leave the house open because it's the 90s and it's, like, a rural area? Probably. Most likely. Like, that's a foreign so concept So it's not as me. weird to us, yeah. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a typical... It's a foreign concept to me. I've never lived in a place that we were just, like, chill because, like, I grew up in the 2010s as a teenager, and that just... We knew about crime and moida at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Much moida. So, yeah. Another detective did say that on the kitchen counter, he found a phone book. Remember those? <laughs> nope. Never used um, one. I know what they are, though. <laughs> he found a phone book, and he says the phone book was open to a full page of listings for defense lawyers. Oh? I'm curious to know how much of this case is the police being the police or the police actually doing their job. So that's what I'm saying. Keep an open mind. Okay. Okay. The police at the home were also thrown off by Scott's demeanor, but they did say that it didn't mean that he was suspicious. They just found it odd that he was very calm and like... That's always mm -hmm. a red flag. And 100%. he wasn't asking a lot of questions. Your wife is missing. She is very pregnant. And it's you're not Christmas. concerned? Yeah, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't asking them how to get in touch with them. He wasn't asking for business cards. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he did volunteer to go down to the precinct and do an interview with the detectives. So, let me present to you the timeline that's either he's really smart or really stupid things. no this is the timeline it's very detailed because it has the detective the the detectives checking along with what he said he was doing okay okay so 7 to seven thirty, they both wake up Lacey gets up immediately to get cereal because scott said if she didn't eat right away she would get morning sickness but he decided to just stay in bed, and he gets up around, like, 8 a.m. That's fair, I guess. Seems fine to me. Um, I, I don't know enough about morning sickness, and every woman is different, so. Yep. Yeah. Um, at 9 a.m., Martha Stewart's on, and Lacey's watching it. And that's when Scott decides that it's actually too cold to go golfing. And so that's at 9 a.m. is around where he makes the decision to just go fishing. Logical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 9.20 to 9.40 a.m., somewhere in there, a neighbor out walking sees Scott loading umbrellas into the back of his truck. Um, Scott waves to them, and they both, like, greet each other in passing. Why would he need umbrellas? That's a great question. He's going fishing. And it's cold, uh, apparently? It's cold. I don't I don't know why you need umbrellas to go fishing. I don't know what use these umbrellas are going to be in the back of your truck. If it were to start raining and they were in the back of your truck. Because, like, you'd need them in your house. Yep. Or you'd need them... 
like in the car because then they're just going to be wet when you're trying to get them and you're going to be in the rain while you try to get them and open them. All it's also just seems to be a very weird, weird to thing to be like putting into your truck when you're preparing to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so question mark time because I don't know. Scott leaves home and arrives at his warehouse. Um, his warehouse was about three miles away. I don't know the name of it, but I did get into Google Maps Didn't and tried to find... Didn't know he was going find... to his warehouse. Well, he apparently his boat was at his warehouse, so he had to okay. go to the warehouse to get his boat. Okay. But I did find a place that was 3.4 miles and um, 4.1 miles away from the Petersons' home. And so I clocked it, and it would take him about 10 to 15 minutes to get to his job site, depending on exactly where it is. Weird. Okay. So just like, okay. Um, at 10.30 to around 10.56, the police have him at his computer. Like, I think they were able to, like, look at that. He goes, he's on, he's at work now, at his work site, and he's just on the computer looking up tools checking his email he says he sent one email during that time and then he Mance was supposed to go fishing to two hours away okay yeah he seems like he's dilly-dallying to me it's yeah. just weird like if you're going fishing why are you looking up tools what's so important about looking up tools and checking your email that it's you had Christmas to go into Eve. work to do well, I don't think he had to. He needed to go there to pick up his boat. But why did you need to get on the computer? Who cares about On a about holiday, check- too. It's Christmas Eve. Who cares about emails? Especially in the 90s. No. This For an agriculture strange. business in the dead of winter. I don't exactly. think people care. Whatever. So that's what he did. However, at 10.18 a.m., a neighbor says that they found the dog walking around the road and they put the dog with the leash on him in the backyard and shut the gate. Um, it didn't concern them that the dog was just outside. It seemed like the dog had a habit of getting out. My issue here is that if he was like at his desk at like 1030 and it would have taken him 10 to 15 minutes to get there, when did she take the dog for a walk? That also, he was okay, let's lay out timeline. Because if he's still not in Berkeley, because he would have gotten to Berkeley around noon and he would have had to be back by four, which well, means he no. would have left at two. So man's only had like two hours at most. Let me keep going, okay? okay. So just, the dog was put in the backyard by a neighbor at that she says she put the dog back at ten eighteen a.m. Okay. Okay. Twelve twelve fifty four p.m. Scott Scott parks his truck at the marina, which is verified by a receipt. Okay, so he actually did make it down there. Yes. One to two p.m. Scott's out in the water, but he comes back because he's not catching anything, and he talks to some other fishers, and they're like, "Did you catch anything?" And he said, "No." Apparently, he was trying to hunt sturgeon. Or fish, and you don't hunt in the water. He was fishing for sturgeon <laughs> out there. Um, 
So yeah, he wasn't catching anything. So he leaves around 2, 2.15. He calls Lacey at home. And then he calls her on her mobile phone as well, where he doesn't reach her either and leaves a message saying, hey, babe, it's 2.15. I'm leaving the marina. I'm not going to be able to go pick up that thing from the store for Papa. Um, so I'm hoping you'll hear this message and go out yourself. I love you. Bye. See you soon. Mm. Either he's really smart or he's actually just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. 4.30 p.m. Scott gets back to the warehouse, drops off the boat. Hang he on. Said he... Wait, 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 wait. Why? What? That doesn't explain his behavior of him, like, not being concerned. Because if she wasn't answering the phone at, like, 2 o'clock and she still wasn't there when you got home, why was he not suspicious? Mm-hmm. 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 I have questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Continue. 4.30, Scott gets back to the warehouse, drops off the boat, and said he knew he was already late, so he was just going to go straight home. Late for what? He just was late getting home. Like, he he was home Mm -hmm. late. And then bring back, he comes home, no lacy, strips his clothes, washes them immediately because he's wet still after two hours in a car um eats some food specifically pizza and milk and then takes a shower and then calls none of this time yeah none of this time you were concerned because you assumed that she was at her mom's house well her fucking car is there and one would assume he probably saw her purse with her keys and shit well it was in the closet i don't know but this is what I this is what what I started like cornering Josh's dad over. I said, "You're a fisherman. I have fishing questions." <laughs> okay. 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 I said, "Would you decide just like that to go on a fishing trip at nine in the morning?" He's like, "Did he want to be there at nine in the morning?" He no. He decided at nine, nine. that he was gonna go fishing that day because it was too cold to go golfing. Too yeah, cold. he's like, well, that's not weird. But then he was like, well, if I was planning, and I told him it was 90 miles away because he didn't remember what the case was. So um, mm-hmm. so he was like, well, if it was a trip like that, I probably would have planned it a couple days in advance that I was going to go do this or at least the night before so that I could leave a little bit early. Um, he also said that you can hunt for sturgeon out there, but it is hard he also stated that he doesn't like sturgeon because it's a bottom feeder and he doesn't like how they taste. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. We're learning a lot that, about Rick today. Yeah. Um, and he said, but he said, he's like, I don't know that I'd be doing a trip like that on a holiday. I don't think I'd do it. He's um, because of the day and the time unless unless like my family were all fishermen and they wanted to go out and it was a family thing then i'd go fishing but otherwise i'm not gonna do that especially and so i was like okay and then like reel it back like if you were leaving for this fishing trip and you turned to your wife and she's seven and a half months pregnant and you were like what are you gonna do today while i'm gone babe and she's like i'm gonna mop the kitchen and clean and bake some cookies and then take you know, our big golden retriever for a two-mile walk. And he said, I'd say, what are you doing? You can't just (laughs) do these things. Respect, respect. 
Um, and then I asked him if they had their golden retriever because um, Josh's parents have golden retrievers. And so I mm-hmm. asked him, did they have the dog when Kathy was pregnant? And she, he said, no. Like, I would have never even, like, imagined her doing that while pregnant because mm-hmm. do- they're very energetic and, like, our dogs... Well, it's hard, yeah, it's hard for her to hold them as it is, like, on a slope. Imagine her trying to do that while pregnant. Like, that does not seem mm-hmm. safe. And so he said that, like, if you wanted to walk the dog, you can walk with me, but I'm going to hold the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just some tidbits from Rick, okay? Um, a very reasonable man right here. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the that, yeah. Fascinating. So, Do go on. Questions on all of that yet? Nothing good? I mean, there's definitely a lot of suspiciousness happening around here. Um, Some red flags I've picked up. It seems like he might just be a really bad husband. I mean, Josh did state that. Like, he's either a very bad husband or something kinky. Is go- Not kinky. Hinky. <laughs> <laughs> something, something hinky is going on here. Um, and I said, well, or he's both. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess if you do murder your partner, you are probably also a bad spouse. And he's like, yes, <laughs> that kinda goes you with would the be territory. a bad spouse yeah. for that. <laughs> um, okay. So the day after the cops bring Scott back in for more questions, they're trying to clear him as quickly as possible. Um, so that they can, instead of using their resources to talk to Scott, they can be doing other things. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty typical. Usually in these cases, even though we all know that it's kind of people look at the spouse first, um, they do try to clear the spouse before anybody else because oftentimes it can be somebody closer to you. So if it's not the husband, then they can look at other people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is also when another detective meets Scott for the first time, and he's also finding it strange how Scott is behaving. Um, he says that when he, like, walked up to him, Scott didn't say, like, what have you guys been doing? Have you found anything? Are you making this a priority? None of that. Mm-hmm. And this I is feel the like day they after. would all want, she is pregnant, and it is a holiday. Well, like, she's been missing for a solid day now. Like, all of this is highly suspicious, and of course mm-hmm. they would want to be on it, making it a priority. Yeah. So at some point, Scott calls his dad, and he says that the cops are grilling him, and that they want him to take a polygraph. Um, Lee tells him, do not take the polygraph, because they could, if it, you know, if you, it comes out bad... If it comes out good, we're never going to hear, like, they're not going to put that out there. And if it comes out bad, they're going to start looking at you for this. So just don't do one. So Scott doesn't, he says, I'm not going to do a polygraph. I mean, those things aren't the most reliable, but They're not, but we didn't know that back then. And also, this was when the cops were That's true, they didn't know that. They didn't know that back then. They thought they were very accurate. Um, and so Scott's So it would make him seem more suspicious if he's like, no, I don't want to do it. Because it makes him seem like he has something to hide. That's exactly what they were feeling at that point. They were like, your wife is missing. Why are you not doing the things that we're asking you to do so we can clear you for this? 
Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, um, I'm sure he doesn't enjoy being a suspicious person in this case. No. I mean, no, but I just don't... I just know that if it were me and Scott was Josh, he'd be, like, he'd be a wreck. Yeah. He would be beside himself with stuff. So it's just, maybe maybe they weren't that couple. Maybe they did their own things on their own. I mean, if she had, like, divorce attorneys out... No, I didn't say divorce attorneys. I said it was open to a page of defense attorneys. Ah, yes. Very oh. different. Oh. Not divorce, defense. Yes, those words got mixed up in my brain. That seems like something Scott might have pulled out in Perhaps. that case. Yeah. Perhaps. Got it. Okay, mm. I'm putting dots together here. All right. Okay. So they're still not, he's not a suspect, but they are a little more thrown by his decision to not take the polygraph test. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the day after her d- disappearance, the Modesto police and firemen did an extensive search along Dry Creek. The search would end up including helicopters, searchlights, police mounted on horseback and bicycles, canines, and water rescue units on rafts. So, like, they covered the bases. Yeah, no, they really got it. Uh, a total of 30 officers were involved in the search, and as well as Lacey's loved ones and volunteers. Um, at one point, like, they had a base camp, and they had a website called LaceyPeterson.com, and at this base camp, they were the ones that were organizing searches, making posters, making sure everyone had all the information, keeping up with the new developments, and, like, those first two days that she went missing... Like, 900 people from the community volunteered to help search. That's impressive. That really shows she was known by these people. Well, and I just think it's more of, like, that's just the town. Like, the town looked out for their own. Like, maybe they didn't know, but this was still, you know, a pregnant woman around Christmas. Like, no one wants that to be what's going on in anyone's family. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. So a vigil was eventually planned for Lacey by her friends and family, which all the family came and um, spoke. I'll get more into that in the next part, the next episode, because it comes up again. Um, And like Scott's family has arrived by this point to come help. Um, And at one point, the base camp had 1500 people working. To find Lacey in it. Oh shit, okay. It was a huge thing. Like, think Gone Girl, because I'm pretty sure Gone Girl was based or inspired by this case. Really? I didn't know that. Not based, but like, yeah, I think inspiration. Inspired by, yeah, was pulled from it. Why Um, did it take his parents so long to get up there? It's not like they would have had to fly. um, They probably would have had to fly. I don't know. But, I mean, I don't know that they were planning to come for Christmas. I don't know. But, like, okay, it took- but then you find out, like, your grandchildren are pretty much missing. They're not born yet, obviously. Yeah. But. Yeah. I know. I mean, they were there the 25th or 26th. Don't quite remember. But, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so the police put out a press release stating that they didn't believe that Lacey had left on her own means because of their close relationship to her family, along with the things that they found in yeah, the, the closet Yeah, the fact that she had no way to get out. <laughs> and they just said this would have been very out of character for her. Um, they put out a reward that, sta- that started out at $25,000, then became $250,000 before it eventually became half a million dollars. That's, they were desperate. Okay. I mean, I think it was the family that was figuring out these rewards. Oh, was I don't it? necessarily okay. know if it was police. I don't know. Didn't mm-hmm. look that part up. Was so busy with crime rates and maps. Mm-hmm. Um, so the press pick up this story on December 26th. It was, it started out very small that there was a woman missing in Modesto. Um, and she, and then it was like, oh, it's a pregnant woman that's missing in Modesto. And this happened to be a very slow time in news because of the holiday. So that mm-hmm. more people just started to talk about it and look into it. And so that just started the wheel turning for this to be just a media craze once it yeah. really gets going. Like this was on like all news channels all the time. Nancy Grace was like super invested in it because uh, I think probably she's a, a survivor of some type of um I think she had a a partner be killed when she was kind of young i I have to go back and that was more of my next like eventually part because the media is a huge thing Mm -hmm. um but anyway so everyone's talking about this okay and so because of how the news is working now we're at december 30th there's been other stuff going on but we'll talk about that later but december 30th a woman by the name of amber frey is sitting at home watching the news and is like has been hearing about Lacey Peterson is like wow that's that's such a shame and then they start talking about the husband and they are like Scott Peterson and they show a picture of Scott Peterson and she's like I know him that's my boyfriend that's fucking we watched clickbait together correct Mm mm-hmm feels similar i suppose yeah feeling very like wait a minute how would well i i have so many more questions now well she ends up being like uh she calls the cops to tell them that uh she met scott peterson at a christmas or some type of christmas party or something and i don't think it was that she just she met which I hate this too. She met Scott Peterson November twentieth, two thousand two, and he told her so he, she he was, was not pregnant married. at that point. Yeah, he told her that he was not married, and they started dating very se- seriously. And then actually, oh, fuck. So she also then drops to the police that like he told me that. He actually had been married, but that his wife had died, and that this was his first holiday without her. That's so messed up. That's so messed up. Okay. And this was all before she had gone missing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And, Which means um, if he did it, it was probably somewhat planned. Well, I mean, we're going to stop here at Amber no, Frey. No, no, don't do this the... to me. I have to. It's been an hour no. and 14 minutes. <laughs> and there's so much more that comes after this. I hate it when I become one of the viewers who doesn't know what's happening because we don't, we're not recording these back to back. So now I, mean, I have to wait. things like sort of back to back, but you just have to wait like, I don't know, until Monday, probably. I, she's making a face at me. I'm sorry. This is a good spot to stop at because (sighs) then we're going to get into like the investigation and like all of the stuff that comes out and how things go We don't even know what happened to her yet. All we did was set the stage. Yep. Are you sure this isn't going to be a three-parter? Because that's what it seems like we're getting into right here. It's going to be a three-parter at the beginning of this episode. Uh, I don't like it. Do you have anything you want to like? Where is there you often you did say red flags, but like, do you want to like list some red flags that you have and like maybe ideas? Yes, absolutely. I will give you um my rundown of events. First okay. off, can't get off my computer. Uh college high school in san diego golfer fisherman you also (laughs) forget fisherman scorpio man (laughs) it is now (laughs) um he decided it was too cold for golfing so he would then go fishing two hours away in a boat looking for very rare fish. I mean, they're not rare fish. They're just hard to catch. And um, Rick did say, like, it usually takes a couple hours. So I don't so know. So he would have gone out there with the intent to be out for a while. Or, like, I mean, it just seems kind of weird that he Maybe. made this big trip knowing that he was going after fish that were very difficult to catch. When it was already like nine o'clock and he wasn't there yet, and he it was Christmas Eve, and he like the fact that he showed up at four thirty and like that was late, like how long what time were you supposed to come home? like it would have been one thing for him to be golfing for a couple hours, but at least he was like you know just a little bit away. This is a very big trip that he planned, like, all of a sudden. Last minute. Very last minute. With his wife and his dog. I mean, the dog could have, like, gone out into the backyard and Lacey would have known that. Like, that would have been fine. I mean, we'll get more into that next time. My theory. Actually, wait, no, that last bit kind of threw. Okay. Okay, my theory. He is not happy in this marriage he has with a baby for some fucking reason, right? He meets this Amber lady, or whoever she is, and gets into some weird, serious relationship that I don't know if he ever had intentions of that going anywhere. Who knows? It's only been a month. They've only been together a month. They met on my birthday. And she discovered that his wife was actually just now missing 
on December 30th. Okay. Which means he'd probably, okay, if he did it, he'd probably been thinking about it for a while, right? He plans this trip. He kills her. He kills her that morning, right? And he drives out to that storage unit or whatever with the, the boat. warehouse where he works? Yeah, with the boat. And he puts her in the boat. And it doesn't seem suspicious because she's in the boat and nobody would know. He drives out to Berkeley, gets in the water, and gets far enough away from everyone else because it's probably, like, cold and rainy right now, so you can't really see a whole lot. He dumps her body into the ocean because nobody would know. And then he comes back and he has to, like, shower and get clean immediately because there is blood on him. And You didn't think anyone was going to see him have blood on him. That entire time. Did he actually catch any fish? No. He, he was out like... for one hour and decided that he doesn't he doesn't want to be out here trying anymore, so he better just go home. He definitely went out there to dump the body. He gets back, he cleans everything, gets out that book of defense attorneys, and he's like, okay. What happens when I tell people she's missing? And he gets this plan ready, but he forgot the phone book out there. He didn't put it away, because he's a little bit of a dum-dum. And then he goes out, and he, like, tries to pretend and be, like, the concerned husband, but he can't really do it, because he's not good. He's not a good dude. But nobody... And he would have had to go back to the warehouse to put the boat back. And he was looking at, like, tools to try and make it seem like it made sense. But when you put all the things together, it really doesn't make sense. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going about my day. But actually, he's a murderer. Yep. Okay. That's a very good, um, everyone hear that? That's That's her initial thinking. With just yep. this information, because she didn't know anything about this case. I know nothing about this case. <laughs> yeah. Did you even think that it was going to be a maybe the husband did it when I was telling you about them? Or did you think that someone had taken her? I that she had fallen in the woods? Wasn't sure, because when we were first discussing this, we were talking this in terms of, like, the Gabriel Hernandez cases and the one where that other dad... Killed his kids in the car, oh, I think. Oh, we're going to cover that at some point. I forget his yeah, name right now. Yeah, because we were talking about that in relation to everything else. I was like, oh, did she have kids? And, like, he killed her kids? Like, I didn't know exactly what happened. Okay, so, yeah, everyone, that is Ella's guess on what's going on. So just I don't, I don't know what that note. means. I don't know if I like what you're um, inferring right there. I had a note. For, okay, for me, it feels like a lot of things in his timeline that he told the police when he was giving them his initial interview, like, there were just a lot of actions that he was doing to make sure people saw him and that he had, like, time stamps. True, 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 true. Like, the fact that that woman saw him putting umbrellas in the truck. I forgot about that. That's so weird. That's such a weird thing for me. 
it makes me have questions about other things that I can't talk about right now because we haven't gotten that far. Um, but I have just so many, like the fact that he kept that like receipt from the marina instead of just like immediately. That is something I would it. have just thrown away. I don't know if I would have thrown it, but it would it would be in my car. But like it would have been like crumpled and like thrown into Under the a side seat, door yeah. thing, whatever. And then if I had gotten gas on the way back of my ninety miles, I would have thrown it away because that's because really all of my fucking trash. far too. It's a really far trip, and then only to be out there for one hour. And then, like, Christmas, his Eve. parents telling him not to take the 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 test, the polygraph test. I think his test. dad was trying to protect him and was like, they maybe he even knew, like, they tend to look at the husbands first, which is, like, that is what they do. Okay, um, but if he had nothing I to did, hide, you he probably believe, would do it. Like, yeah, if you, tr- if, I mean, honestly, it's kind of a weird thing because, like, cops are not there to, like, prove you're innocent. They're so proved what they could have done yeah. is, like, gotten him a lawyer and then that. But, like, it's just kind of, it's just weird. It's weird that he, like, you know, normally when this stuff happens, the husband's, like, doing anything Yeah, well, I think it was just that on top of the fact that he was, like, we don't know where she is. Guess it sucks. I don't know. It's also very weird to me that he has a lot of specific details in his story of the day. Um, Like, he definitely had thought about it beforehand. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to say to them and this is what I'm going to do. Or he remembered, or he did these specific things so that he could remember when the cops asked him stuff. Like, the fact that he had pizza and milk was, like... That was a weird combo, but I wasn't gonna judge his life choices for that. Also, he, like... I mean, that's a... It's fine to me, especially if you eat, like, your pizza spicy. Like, I get it. But, like, especially if he's already concerned... The fact that he called both the home phone and left a voicemail on her cell phone with the time... With the time on it is weird to me. Um, that was so specific, and then he still wasn't concerned after she didn't pick up. And then the fact that he didn't, like, you know, if if he thought, like, oh, she's there, he could have called immediately and been like, is Liz- Lacey with you? I just got home and nobody's here. The dog's in the backyard, and that was a little weird to me. And, and the dog is, like, known, on a leash like, still. Like, the fact that he came home, saw all of that stuff... But then waited like an hour to call her mom, and, and then he ate they dinner waited. and everything too. Like he and had time waited. to like sit and think, and like and they waited yet again a half an hour before calling the cops, and he didn't even call them. Her stepdad called the cops for real. There's just a for lot real. of weird stuff already in his recounting of his day. Mm-hmm. Anyways, those are my predictions. I will text you if I have anything else to say and we can bring them up next time. And I will not tell you anything else. You can ask me all your questions. I'm not saying nothing. But I'll I just talk to know. Josh. You have to wait till Monday because I have to put all of the freaking investigation together still because there's so much information. There's already a lot of information that I don't know what to do with. I have hunches. I have bad Mm -hmm. feelings. 
Uh-huh. But I don't know where it leads yet. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. I hope you guys had a lot of fun with that one. And I, if you know where this case is going, I hope you're laughing at Ella and you're, you know, interested in Rude. what she's saying. <laughs> if you have not heard this case, I hope you're on the edge of your seat and you're waiting patiently for the next episode yeah either your team ella or team alexa right now where either you know the shit that went down or you have no (laughs) fucking clue and you're trying to put it together and your sister's out there being like well i don't know i'm not gonna tell you and you have to wait now and i'm just gonna watch as you try and struggle to put it together i mean the audience our ghosts and ghouls have to wait like a whole week for another episode you only have to wait a few days Although you're not allowed to look up anything. Exactly. And, and if you guys are listening and you want to know more before, then you, I highly recommend on Hulu, there's like a six episode documentary called The the Murder of Lacey Peterson. Fantastic. So she it's is great. dead. If this were a case, <laughs> what would we be talking about? Where is she then? Does she just poof off into the sky? Exactly. So. We don't know what happened, but okay, yes, there's, she not, she doesn't come back. She changed her face and went out and became a different person to get away from this toxic marriage where the man only likes to golf and fish, unless it's too <laughs> cold to golf. Oh, Ella's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That is my own personal brand of hell. It's like in Coven of AHS where um, What's-Her-Face gets stuck with the Axeman in the farmhouse forever. Farmhouse? Remember, she what? dies and that's her hell? And the Axeman uh, is... Yeah. No. That would be my personal brand of hell. Oh, was that A man the, who only likes to go and fish. Jessica, Jessica, what's her name? Jessica Lane? Yeah. Is that hers? Because Mm -hmm. he fell in love with her. And so her hell was being stuck with a man that loved her, but she hated him. Yep. Okay. I'm with you now. Yeah. It's been a a minute. Well, shall we tell them the things? Oh, yes. We have to end this. You can find us on Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared and Twitter. Follow us, like us, shoot us a damn. We're always happy to chat with you guys. Did you say shoot us a down? Shoot us a DM. Okay. Um, and if you have any suggestions, stories of your own, be them paranormal or true crime, you can email us at nope I'm scared podcast at gmail.com. And, and you guys if you don't okay. if you don't know what's happening with the Lacey Peterson case and you want to discuss with me about our theories. You're not talking to Ella. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell her anything, okay? Don't Hit give her up. any information. I wanna know and I wanna see her face when she when she has when the story is presented to her. Okay, but if you don't know the case and you want to chat, hit me up. Okay. <laughs> um, and of course, you guys can rate, review, and follow wherever you're listening so that we can see more of you guys' input. Woo! Um, yeah. And so with that, we'll see you guys next week for another another Terrified Tuesday. <sighs> if we must. We shall. Alright. Alright. I love you, ghosts and ghouls. I hope you have a spooky day. Spooky day! Okay. Bye! Bye!